0: Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men, for men, looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. You want to live a meaningful and confident life, but you don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift those up that matter the most in your life. Every week we'll have a featured guest who will share valuable information and experience to give you actionable strategies you can apply to live as the man you were made to be. We'll draw on our guest's knowledge and experience. More importantly, we'll discuss how this applies to the common challenges and struggles of being a man in today's world. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Pachkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at on your journey, I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive in to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to today's guest episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I'm joined with a good friend of mine, very special guest, Trey Mitchell. And we are talking all about things that men need to hear, being vulnerable, being open, responding to setbacks, even things like overcoming addictions and temptations and Having faith in today's world, and these are uh, some powerful topics. Some things that uh, Trey and I have been lucky enough to connect in a, a group of of men that are are coming together and supporting each other. And uh, you'll you'll hear us talk some on that, and just so much more of Trey's background, uh, kind of his ups and downs that he's gone through as a former professional athlete and as someone who's. Uh, transitioning in his life and in his career. And I uh, just learning to become more vulnerable, more confident in who he is. So guys, I'm so excited for this one. Uh, we have a long one coming your way, but full of good information for you guys. So please buckle up get ready. Let's get started. Trey, welcome to the men made for more podcast, dude. I'm stoked to have you on here today. Thanks for coming on.
1: Dude, Dave, I appreciate it, my friend. I'm I'm extremely excited to be on uh, Men Made for More, and uh, yeah, man, let's sharpen each other's iron, and hopefully, some listeners uh, that listen in can can feel the same.
0: Not hopefully they will. We we uh, hey, we we know it to be true, right? Amen. Well, hey, let me
1: uh, let me open this bad boy up uh, for us with some prayer, if that's good with you. And yep, let's do it. Let's get this Holy Spirit in here, and uh, let's rock and roll. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I lift you up uh, right now, and I lift up uh, Men Made For More. I lift up Dave, I lift up myself here, God, and and ask for you um, to put your hands on our mind, our body, and our souls. Heavenly Father, I I uh, ask that you bring the Holy Spirit within the room that, that I'm sitting in and Dave is sitting in, um, as well as the listeners, as well as the rooms that the listeners are sitting in, wherever they are, Heavenly Father, I pray that you just you fill us, you fill us to to a point where we're overflowing. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to to have a man like this, Dave, um, who is a leader, who is a believer, um, and someone that is on fire for you. Heavenly Father, I just pray that our discussions here um, can be organic, can be um, unfiltered, can be raw, and can be uh, in your name, Heavenly Father. Uh, something that can glorify you and, and bring forth people uh, to, to join the walk that we're all in, see your light, and ultimately shine, shine bright for this world to see. We love you, Lord, and in your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen, brother. Appreciate that. Appreciate your boldness too, and your your fire, man. It's uh, it's contagious.
1: Amen to that. I appreciate you stoking my fire because fire needs oxygen to keep burning. So
0: I'm I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun today. And, uh, uh, Trey and I were talking for about, we were talking for about maybe 20 minutes before this. And <laughs> I told him we were about to start recording. He's like, "Dude, I thought we already were. That's <laughs> conversation always happens before. And he was, he was like, man, I've already dropped the mic three times.
1: <laughs> like you said, like I said, man, I'm coming into this. You are baptizing me by fire. I am uh, this is me in my first, uh, first podcast. So thank you, Dave. Um, and let's rock steady, homie.
0: Yeah, I'm honored, man. So for those that are listening, why don't you just give a little background on your story personally, professionally, where you're at and what you're up to.
1: Oh, man. Um, yeah, so obviously my name is Trey Mitchell. Um, I'm 29 years old, um, and have had an incredibly, incredibly blessed life. Um, you know, all of that Dave comes from, uh, so much, I would say, there's definitely been some success that took place. Obviously, you know, um, from being a good buddy of mine now um, and and being a member of the tribe that we're in. Um, However, um, a lot of it is a true testament to the failures um, that I've I've endured and gone through um, and the lessons that I learned from those. Um, And with that said, um, as, you know, the 29 years of my life, um, starting off um, as a young, young kid, um, I always wanted to be a professional athlete. Um, and that was my, it was my chosen, I guess you could say it was somewhat of my chosen destiny for myself um, and knew that uh, without a shadow of a doubt, that's what I wanted to do um, ever since, you know, I could remember, um, I, I think at like two or uh, two years old, I believe I, I had a golf club in my hand um, and I was swinging a golf club. Um, that was my very first sport. Um, and, and to cut a, and to cut a long story short, um, ended up finding soccer, uh, my senior year of high school. Um, sure enough, I, I did play like a little bit ASO and stuff like that uh, when I was younger, but, uh, that, that ended up being the catalyst into me achieving a lifelong goal of mine of becoming a professional athlete, um, and, and started soccer, my senior year of high school, um, l- legitimately playing it. Uh, was a goalkeeper, um, and that's a God story. That's a crazy story of how that all started, but um, we'll, we'll stay on track here, and for the sake of the listeners. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, so very quickly found myself signing a professional contract. Um, I believe it was the 2014. Um, I uh, had the opportunity to sign with Chiefs USA Reserves um, in the U23s, which was a small, you know, MLS uh, nonchalant contract which then um, catapulted me into you know, the professional world. Um, and very quickly after that found myself um, on trial in Louisville um, and, and in that time, um, that was when I really got the opportunity to fight for an actual paycheck, an actual professional contract in um, Louisville's in USL, small, low level division. And very quickly um, was fighting hard. And I was there on a, on a month trial. They're a brand new club within the USL and doing really, really, really well. Um, and was being recognized by all the players within the locker rooms, ones that were contracted, ones that were there on trial as well, saying, wow, you're, you're doing good. And they were kind of helping me feel my confidence. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to be getting a contract here. The coaching staff, same thing with the, with the goalkeeper coach. Um, and sure enough, man, uh very, very quickly. Um that got turned upside down. And I found myself about a month, or I would say it was just about a week before um contracts were to be given out to the trialists. Um the coach came and told me, hey, you're gonna be going home. Um and sure enough, I found out that their plan all along was just to keep me there as a preseason fill-in and um ultimately sent me packing. And that was a pretty wild, pretty wild ride, uh, to be honest, because that was a shutdown to my true dream of inking, um, a legitimate professional contract, uh, that wasn't anything like a reserve contract or anything of that nature and found myself at home. Um, but with that God story in and of itself, man, um, a couple of weeks later found myself, uh, found myself signing with the LA galaxy. Um, and that was come 2015, um, and set me up for, for a wild, wild ride in the professional world. Um, and you know, I was, I was definitely blessed with the opportunities that I had. Um, I had no crazy successful career. I'm, I'm not, I was not a, um, freak, goalkeeper that was on all these recruiting lists and all the top big time player. Or I wasn't drafted like in the MLS, how it works in America or anything of that nature. Um, I was just a hard worker. I'm um, a hard worker, one that knew how to not take no for an answer, um, and keep on grinding, um, and keep on having, you know, it took, it took a while to figure it out. I, I definitely had faith to keep on going. Um, however, achieved what I always wanted to achieve. And that was become a, a professional athlete. Um, and sure enough, it ended up being, <laughs> the start was, ended up being with the, the best, uh, most decorated uh, soccer club in, in America. Um, and granted, I was only on their official roster for about two months um, and uh, found myself within a pool, a pool goalkeeper contract with the MLS, um, which then got me into Sporting Kansas City um, uh, a couple teams later and had the opportunity there to be there from late 2015 to 2016. Um, And then quickly found myself in the USL um, after that in 2017, which is the league under um, and played for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and had a fantastic uh, season there Uh, played about, I think 12 games before I dislocated my shoulder, uh, which that was an issue. And then um, after that, got it back in and, and rehabbed and played another, five or so games, and ultimately uh, found myself into retirement uh, very shortly after. Um, and, and that, you know, is, is a, a crazy story as well. Um, but now currently, um, after I did retire, I decided to uh, find, or I, I saw an opportunity uh, that needed to be taken, um, along with two other players, Connor Tobin and Tommy Heineman at the time. Um, and we co-founded uh, the USL Players Association. Uh, which is the union that protects all uh, all players throughout the championship level and also USL League One. Uh, so that's about like 900 players or so. Um, and then uh, also found myself into real estate uh, with CBRE, um, where I currently am a capital market specialist within multifamily, um, which is apartment complexes from about like a million to 25 million um, and, and working there as well. So, in um, now I find myself with you within a tribe, um, with Steve Weatherford and Riley Meek and Connor Mead and Scott, uh, Scott Thomas, and, um, just continuing to, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, grinding and glorifying God in any, any way I possibly can. And ultimately, uh, you know, just looking to
0: become a better man, because I know that men are always made for more. <laughs> I love it, man. Appreciate you sharing the story. And, uh, you know, I'm glad we got, we got connected. So a lot, a lot happening in, in 29 years and appreciate you sharing oh. that. Yeah. I want to, I want to get into a couple things though. Cause the, I mean, it sounds like the Louisville getting signed and then cut was a big setback. I mean, you had plenty of other setbacks of things that probably seemed like, Oh, this is finally turning the corner. Like all my, all my hard work's finally paying off. And then something gets like rug gets ripped out from underneath you. And what made the, what made the shoulder different? Was it just different time of your life where, cause that's another setback that you probably, like you Mm -hmm. said, you could have bounced back from if, if you were willing to keep working at it, or if you felt like you, it was something you needed to do. What was the difference between some of those other setbacks that allowed you to keep pushing through and with the shoulder being like, Hey, it's, it's not quite, it's not, it's not time to do that. It's time for a new, new chapter.
1: Yeah, I would say with with the Louisville situation, Dave, um, that was a test. And that was a test that was that was given from God. And it wasn't something that I came to true realization until a little bit after. Um, reason being is just because you get so shocked. I was in Louisville and I was doing so well. And all the players like, oh, dude, you're definitely getting a contract. You're, you're doing so well. And our goalkeeper coach and all these things. And then. Out of nowhere, the cookie crumbles the way the cookie crumbles. And you're just like, what in the world? How is this possible? And, and then you come to the realization of, oh my gosh, I'm not even in the MLS right now getting dropped. I'm in the USL getting dropped. Like this is this is somewhat the almost the bottom of American soccer. Like, okay, what's left for me here? And in with the support, with the family, with everybody that I had in my corner, that kept me. Uh, Going, I would say doing it myself, there would have been no possible way. Um, And then I say this to any of our listeners, any younger, uh, younger athletes, anybody that's aspiring to be a professional athlete, anybody that's aspiring to to do great things with anything, not even athletics, business, whatever. You can't do it alone. Um, you got to align yourself with with like minded people. you got to align yourself with people that understand what you're trying to achieve and understand where you're trying to go. Um, I myself, number one, am, am aligned with with the big man upstairs, God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, uh, which that is my, that is my, my catapult in, into anything and everything. However, with the alignment also comes assignment with everybody else that's within our, within our corner. And I have assigned myself to so many people that were allowing to, number one, hold me, hold me up to some of my deepest and darkest times and push me to keep me going. And that's what we all need. You, you know, that too. And, and everybody else does. And any, any high successful, um, true achiever will tell you they're not doing it alone. Um, so I would say that was the big thing. Uh, but the difference between that and the shoulder, um, was the shoulder part was I came to the realization of what I was doing to my body and also, what I was doing for how much? And again, I I, I never want to make the true decision of being paid um, or how much money I'm earning. However, it was reality at the time in the USL. I'll be I'll be candid. I was making fourteen thousand dollars. I made fourteen thousand dollars in a year. That's in in that's not a way to live, at least for me. And that's not what I thought my value was, um, especially for what I was doing to my body, and also the ceiling that I saw, the ceiling that I saw. Um, and I'm, I'm only speaking for myself here, not for, not for other players that are currently active and and grinding. And this is why I I was, I was so adamant in getting this union figured out is to help players and make sure that the, the, the minimum standards are raised to something that can keep people in the game, something that can allow people to say, okay, they could wake up from surgery and say, boom, I'm going to get my ass back into that. So I can keep fighting and as I'm keep fighting, no, I'm not going to make a glorious paycheck. It's not like, uh, my expectations were to make $400,000 league minimum or something like that. It's just to get by because where I was, it wasn't like I was in a position. I wasn't at the best of my game. I wasn't an a plus player. I needed, I, I did, I needed to have something to where it was the bare minimum, just able to get by, but $14,000 isn't just getting by dude. That is like scraping pennies obviously they, they pay for a living. They pay for some other stuff, but that's when I realized like, all right, you know what, again, what, what was going on with my body? What was going on with my mind? What was going on with so many other things? I I just felt like it wasn't for me anymore. Um, and that, that would be the difference between that and, in the Louisville situation. Um, and I came to the realization of, and I pressed into God of saying, Hey man, do I need to be here still? Should I still continue to do this? Or is there something else better for me out there? And then when I started opening the doors and peeking into the doors of the business world, which to be quite honest is is something that I struggle and I, and I wish going back to uh, the times that I was playing, that I was more open-minded to the outside world because I was so just, I had the blinders on of just sports and thought, okay, it was just sports. And then when I was done with sports, I'm gonna coach. It's like, no, dude, you have just because I don't have a degree. I didn't finish school. I am no scholar. I am no. I am just a raw American, pure, pure pure-blooded American that just literally works his ass off and learns along the way. And when I realized that that value that I have and in the intangibles within me and the character that I have, when I started peeking into the business world and then I saw what can be done. In that, because a big word for me is provide. I I believe that I'm I'm here on this earth to truly provide for not just myself, but for many's or for, uh, for many others. Uh, whether that be financially, whether that be spiritually, whether that be through wisdom, I don't know yet. But I know that I'm going to be providing for for many, 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 many people. Um, and when I peeked through that door in the business world, I saw what can be what can be done, what can be achieved, and especially what can be done and what can be achieved for the Trey Braden Mitchell that I know I am. And that's when I realized, all right, let's, let's go, let's go blow through that door and see what happens.
0: I love it. And I think that the danger, like I said, the blinders on, that can be in, you know, I think sports is a, an easy place, to put blinders on, but even people within business, within their career, within families, relationships, it's easy to just have, have those blinders on. And I think that, you know, speaks to, to kind of reiterate your point of surrounding yourself with not doing it alone, surrounding yourself with community to be more open to other things that are, are out there because we just get so, you know, especially like you said, the high achievers, like, like you and I, we just, we get so caught up in in our day to day in our life and whether that's in sports, whether it's in business work, other things. And it's just like, you're going, you're going, you're trotting along and you're just putting your head down and working something that you don't have a problem with. I've never had a, a problem with, but i think there's a lot of value other value too in surrounding yourself with other like-minded people but not necessarily people you're probably around like-minded soccer players and like-minded people that were also working hard but the whole world like all the rest of the world and the people that are doing things elsewhere and working hard in different ways people similar similar mindseted, but not necessarily in the same field in the same trenches that you're in correct correct absolutely and i think that's the you know a lot of power in that What, uh, back to uh, one more thing I had on the the Louisville thing. What, what emotions were you, was it more anger that you were feeling? Was it more, I mean, fear that you wouldn't be able to play anywhere. Was there just frustration, upset? Cause I mean, I think that's a setbacks in general. I love speaking deep around because we're all going to experience them and it won't be your last setback. Amen to that. I've had had plenty of them, but you know, what, what were you, what were you feeling and how did you get through that? I know you had the opportunity pretty quick and you had support from your dad, but uh, you know what? What were you dealing with in that time?
1: You know the the first word that comes to mind was worry. I, I definitely remember having a lot of worry, and and that worry was that the goal that I had, um, and this is and this is where I, I mentioned this to Christopher Worth yesterday, who I spoke with, um, who's within our tribe, um, is that I think something that also uh, pigeonholed me in my professional career. Um, as a professional athlete, was that some of the goals that I had, the top ones were literally just sign a professional contract. (laughs) And um, the reason why I say that is because the worry that I had when I got back home from Louisville was that goal was so far away. And I I don't remember having true anger um, or true, you know, um, resentment uh, to anything or, or anybody, I, you know, you could, you could argue that I had some resentment to the the head coach at the time, just because I felt deceived. I felt, um, I felt like, you know, they just weren't honest with, with many things. Uh, however, that is a coach. I will tell you this point blank. That is one of the coaches that I would still run through a brick wall for, uh, still run through a brick wall for, um, he was, he was a, he, he was a true players coach. Unfortunately. I mean, I didn't get the, I didn't get the good end of the stick um, on that, on that side of things. However um, he was a true players coach and, and he was a guy even when we played against him uh, when I actually got into Pittsburgh and I think he saw it a little bit, he's like, ah, oh, shit, I, I probably should have kept you along. <laughs> but um, uh, cause he came up to me. He's like, Hey, uh, I remember it was actually after a game, he, he shook my hand like a man and he said, good work. You, you, you really gave us a run for our money and in Louisville at the time when we played against them, they were a big time club. Um, but yeah, I I would say there was resentment, um, or sorry, there wasn't true resentment. Um, there was just maybe a little bit within the coaching staff, um, a little bit, maybe from God. And at that time it was because there was immaturity. Um, I, I was immature. Um, and there was a lot of immaturity, a lot of things that I needed to grow from, um, and still to this day, uh, I would say that there, I wouldn't call myself immature, but I'm still learning. And however, a lot more self-aware than I was at that time, um, which again, brings you back to how important it is to have people in your corner that are mature, that are there, that can help you grow um, and help keep you accountable and help smack you in the face when you need to be smacked. Um, however, yeah, to, to answer your question. Yeah. I, I think it was, the biggest thing was just worry. It was worry, um, which at times caused me to, you know, really just lick my wounds and and take a couple days off. Uh, however, when I got back to it, I got back to it and sure enough, I got a call X amount of days later. I can't remember exactly how many days it was, but it was because I didn't just sit on the couch and sulk. It was because I returned back to the field and said, okay, now it's time to go get ready for the next call. And sure enough, that next call came from the best soccer team in America. (laughs) And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's, that's God. That's, that's God just at work. That is God being the funny dude. He is saying, Trey, I'm going to, I'm going to get you cut from Louisville. And I think, oh my gosh, again, the worry was, oh my gosh, how am I going to, how am I going to achieve my goal of signing a professional contract when I just got cut from a, from a USL team? And then God saying, oh, dude, don't worry about it, bro. I'm, I'm up here. <laughs> you got some funny stories coming up in the next couple of days. And sure enough, the LA Galaxy calls him. you sign a
0: contract with the LA Galaxy. Like, <clears throat> can't even make it up. Insane how that works. Yeah. And talking about maturity, you mentioned a couple of things. So you mentioned spiritual maturity. You also mentioned mm-hmm. at one point you, you said, uh, I think mental, mental midget or something was, was yeah. how you described yourself at some point. How did, you know, how did you, were there any turning points for how you evolved and grew mentally, spiritually over those? I don't know what the timeline was uh, over that, but like, what were some of the turning points or was this, you know, in, intentional growth or did it, did it happen uh, kind in of inspired your efforts instead of because your efforts,
1: you know, I, I would say, and I appreciate that question. Reason being Dave is because in the world today and in society, um, and this is, this is perfect, um, where I could tell you that your title for this podcast of men made for more, uh, the way I'm going to answer this is going to hit the nail on the head. And reasons being is because our mind is the most, well, our mind and our tongues are the most powerful things that we have. And they are things that can either be a detriment to us or be something that can literally, literally catapult us to just unbelievable amounts of success. Now with that, again, that brings me back to we cannot do that alone. And I will tell you this, and this is something that um, is so neglected and also for men so... um, frowned upon to a certain degree, if that's, if for lack of better words, um, I was very adamant of having uh, psychologists and sports psychologists. Um, and I pressed into them and, and was very, and I'm an open book, bro. You could ask me any question and I am, uh, maybe some people can say it's to a detriment, but I don't find it that way. Um, I will tell you anything and everything. I will tell you about my flaws. I will tell you about my struggles. I will tell you about my success. Um, and I will do it in, in what I tried to do is, is be the most humbly or come at it from the most humble um, position that I can. Now, uh, with that, I was I've always been an aware person, a self-aware person. Um, I would say now I am way more self-aware than I was when I was maybe 24 or 23 or 22 or 21. Um, however, I was aware to the point that I allowed myself to always get help whether it be from people in my corner or whether it be from true professionals. And that's something to our listeners. And I'm sure many men are listening um, or the men that are listening that they fight with that. They fight with, you know, anything that's going on within their lives. Let's say alcohol abuse. Uh, let's say for me at times it was, it was, uh, my, my habits with, um, uh, indulging in cannabis, uh, I would say, um, you know, with uh, just so many, so many things, and especially in in the world that we're in today, in 2020, is, dude, everybody is everybody is being put through just a mental blender, and it's allowing yourself to take inventory and say, all right, where where are the where are the spots that I need help? Where are the things that are struggling for me? And who can help me get there? And who can help me fill those gaps? Who can help me? Obviously. Chad Wright says it's, it's all right here in this big old book, which is called the Holy Bible. And that's something I've struggled diving into. However, God puts people on the face of this earth to help and people that are in alignment. And I, and I challenge people again, it all depends on the walks of life and spirituality and, and whatever, whatever have you. And And I'm not here to tell you, um, you know, oh well, actually, you know what? I am here to tell you that what is right brother, man, is our, our big old mighty God in this Bible right here. And I recommend that anybody and everybody finds professionals, whether they be psychologists, whether they be sports psychologists, whatever you want to call them, and you go dive into people like that. And you allow your heart and your mind to truly be open. And I guarantee you, look what comes back in return. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And it's okay to be vulnerable as men. It is okay to be vulnerable because the way we're going to get better is allowing people that are in alignment with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to come back and do what they're here in this face of the earth and fill the gaps. And then when that happens, man, guess what? You're going to be now in a situation where you yourself, I myself, am going to be better. And when we see somebody struggling on the side of the road or what have you, we're gonna be there to pick up the pieces for them as well, and that right there tells me men are always made for more. Reach it, man. Mic drop number one. That's, that's, <laughs> that's mic drop number one.
0: <laughs> that's the first, and, and we didn't catch the ones before the show even. That's just the uh, oh dude, <laughs> the, the first one here, dude. That's that's awesome. I yeah, that that's so good. And what keeps people from being you know because this is a I think, it, like you said, it is such a tough topic for men. What, what keeps men from being vulnerable? It's, it sounds like you know, you've always been pretty good, pretty self-aware with this, but some people either don't realize their blind spots or don't choose to see their blind spots. Do you think it's more a lack of realization, a lack of awareness? Is it a lack of just wanting to confront it, the fear associated with it? What's, what keeps us from seeking that help from, from areas where we, where we know we need it?
1: You know, I, I would say you know, the first word that comes to me, Dave, is pride. And that actually gives me goosebumps um, because I'm, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit really working in, in that as I say that word. Uh, but I think a, a big one is pride. Um, and I think that goes to, um, and I don't want to get too far to my boundaries, but this comes back from, I don't remember where the message was coming from. This might have been on a podcast, but I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here. You're just breaking off the chains. And, and when those chains break off, like I said, 909-268-5294, you make that phone call, that's that's breaking off chain number one. And, and if that is all I can give you, that is probably the biggest gift is because you are now making steps in the right direction of vulnerability,
0: you, you beat me to it too. I appreciate that. Cause the, uh, the people listening, if, if, if you are feeling that pull and you're, and you don't know where to start, it's like, there there's your starting point. You don't have to know that I think as guys. And for me, especially I bounce around so many things in my own head. It's like, okay, yeah, well there's, there's the first step, but what, what about steps two through, you know, what are, what are steps two through 15 going to look like in terms of whatever we're struggling with? If it's, if it's fear, if it's vulnerability, if those things too. And it's like, all you need to do is take, take the first step with that you know, and find whatever that first step is. If you want to hit Trey up, I encourage you to, you can hear how awesome of a duty is and he's going to be there for you. But whatever that first step might be for you, it's, you don't have to see the whole, you don't have to see the whole picture. It's like, just, just take that first step in, in whatever you're dealing with.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, man, that actually, this is a perfect transition into, into scripture right here on Matthew seven, seven to eight. Um, and, and this is, and this is where I press into so many men to, to again, dive into this Holy Bible. It, and I don't know if, if somebody hasn't listened to the podcast with Chad Wright and Steve Weatherford that was posted a little bit ago, I I, I command you to listen to that one first before you call me, because <laughs> honestly, it's going to rock your world. But this brings me to scripture and, and leads me to answering your question of just... Matthew uh, 7, 7 to 8, man, asking it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knocking the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be open. And that right there, man, that in Holy Scripture is telling me that if you're, if you're getting to a point where you've come to the realization of this vulnerability and... And all this stuff, you just feel so much pressure and you get down on your knees and you truly surrender and allow God's will to be done, which is our calling, which is, I believe, is my calling in doing that and allowing him to take true control, take territory within me, which is ultimately going to allow me to take territory here on earth until the day I die and God calls me home. But that scripture right there yells, it's screaming at us to give God our needs, our wants, what we're looking for, what what we want, what chains are we trying to break away, what what is causing us to you know be held back. Tell him, oh God, I, I feel like I'm being held back because all this porn or all this alcohol or all this drugs or all this money or all who knows what it is. And watch him break it all away when you truly surrender and put it at the foot of the cross. And then give me a call, and I'd love to talk about it. And I'd love to laugh with you because you're going to start realizing how insane God is, how insane the Holy Spirit is. And I'm starting, to, I'm starting to realize that. And I've, and I've had realizations of that through my, through my life of being a 29 year old man because I had God come into my heart when I was, I believe, eight years old, and I have been incredibly blessed. I say this again with the family and people that are in my corner that are all in alignment of God, all in alignment with Jesus, all in alignment of Holy Spirit, which keeps me here and accountable. And again, I have gone out into this world and I have choked myself silly, whether it be through, again, my habits with smoking weed, my times that I go out and drink, um, or when I go out and be a, not drink, but go out and be a drunkard, when I uh, indulge in so much other stuff, I've, I've, I am not a pure man. I have had uh, uh, sex before marriage, all this types of stuff. I have, I have gone to so many places where I have choked myself out. But it all goes back to when you get into that vulnerable situation and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and you start giving God your wants, what you're looking for. Watch out, world. Whoever you are, I know the Trey Mitchell, watch out, world. You, Dave, watch out, world! Whoever else is listening, watch out, world! You are coming. You are coming back. You are bouncing back.
0: Man, I just, I just love that vulnerability, and for just to be able to put yourself out there with that, and I, I think it's, it's so cool to see because you know I had this misconception growing up too, and I think uh, I, I'm, I'm confident a lot of listeners can relate to it of a miss kind of a, a misconception of of who God is when we look at maybe just the church you know i grew up in the the catholic church and i steered clear of of god and you know i went to i went to college and partying drinking being a scumbag like i got as far away as i could from god too until realizing that it wasn't you know wasn't the same the god that i i grew up in and, and thinking that it wasn't church and the the commands and the strictness of it and all that is not is, is not the guy, not who God is. And that's, uh, you know, something Come to that realization and gives confidence to be able to have that vulnerability because we're not, we're no longer tied by, you know, our, our actions or our performance. And like you said, being a pure man, it's there's such this misconception. And I think that like, Oh, you have to, you have to be pure. You have to get clean and then come to God. Like you said, just, just come to God, like openly confess, just lay down. Like I trust me, he can, he can handle it.
1: Well, yeah. In, in, in the relationships. And this is actually in a discussion that, um, a member of our tribe brother, and you know him just as well as I do is coach Tim Smith. Um, and, and he was challenging me for, to truly dive into what relationships mean. Um, and that's with, uh, with my ex-girlfriends, that's with my friends currently that's with my family. That's with so many people. What is, what do I picture true relationship is in, in the five words that I put down were love passion, energy, honor, and trust. And all five of those words, I guarantee everybody on this on this call or on this podcast that's listening in, those five words, God's got it. God has it. And if you are, if you feel like you're missing love, if you feel like you're missing passion, if you're feeling like you're missing energy, you feel like you're missing honor, you feel like you're missing trust, again, give me a phone call. <laughs> and we can talk about it and I can direct you to God. And I will let you borrow some faith from me. I will let you borrow the spirit. And, and I will I will call in the Holy Spirit and beg of it to just flow into that person, to flow into you, to flow into whoever it is and see what happens. Because it's not going to be me that's that's truly changing you. It's going to be you, your vulnerability and allowing God to come through, come through, take territory. Because when you allow him to come take territory again, I say it again, I say it again, I say it again we going to be taking territory out here on this earth.
0: Preach it, man. What would you, for the, for the people listening that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure a, a lot of emotions could be going for someone listening things stirring up in, in their hearts. What would you say to someone who's skeptical about, about all this? What would you say to someone who's skeptical? Cause me at 18, I don't know if I would have been ready to hear it. I don't know if I would have taken action on hearing some of the things you're talking about. What, what would you say to someone who's, who's skeptical?
1: I, I would, uh, the first, the first word is always going to be why it's going to be diving a little bit deeper into why, why are you skeptical? And, and I would, and I would challenge people that are on the fence to ask that question of themselves of why are they truly skeptical and, and write it down or talk to somebody or, or talk to somebody that maybe is on, not maybe is on the side of the fence that you're looking on. You're looking over and saying, okay, what's going on over there. Um, but I, I just prepare you to buckle up because when you jump over on the other side of the fence, you're going to be on the craziest roller coaster ride of your life. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm not promising in, and I promise those people that are skeptical that it ain't going to be a world of perfect. It ain't going to, it's not all sunshine and rainbows reasons being is because when you do jump over on that other side of the fence, the devil says, oh my gosh, I need him back. And I'll tell you right now there's a heaven and there's a hell. And if you're on that other side of the fence that has not accepted God in your heart, you are you are in a position where you haven't accepted him into your into your life, allowing to take territory in your world or in your in your in your body, in your soul, in everything about you. The man that created you, you haven't accepted him, you haven't truly believed and had faith in him you're going to go to hell and that's the side of the fence that you're dabbling on and word on the street and when i say word on the street in this bible that's not where i'm trying to go that's not where i'm trying to go but when you do accept him into your heart the bible says that's not where you're going you're going to heaven And when you do jump on that other side of the fence, the sunshine and rainbows is when God calls you home. Earth isn't going to change. And it's unfortunate because, again, it goes back to that story of Adam and Eve. When they bit into that forbidden fruit, at the snap of the finger, free will was given and there's sin. There is sin in this world. And sometimes it's unexplainable. And it's something that I am trying to become more knowledgeable at, and something that I am just incredibly blessed with the people that are I now have uh, I now have access to and and can call brothers and can call somebody that I truly love, like a coach Tim Smith, like a Steve Weatherford, like Connor Mead, like a Tevin Schindler, like you, like Christian Edwards, like Jack Pollock, like all of these guys, all of these women that are within our tribe. And when we do, when you do jump on that side of the fence, I promise you, and that, and that brings you back to saying, buckle up because you're going to be on a gnarly, gnarly roller coaster. But that roller coaster, my friend is going to take you up to heaven when God calls you home.
0: Preach it. I love it, man. Some, some people need to hear because like, yeah, life wasn't the same when, when I made that decision. And I think the, like you said, the alignment that it brings and it's, it's not just about worldly success because worldly success didn't come when made that made a decision to let God into my life. And there's, you know, I think there's this expectation that, Oh, it should be without suffering. It should be. And it's, it, it promises actually the opposite. And it's, but there's going to be suffering regardless of, you know, regardless of how you're living. And Mm -hmm. I think there's, you know, being able to accept that, being able to be around, other men other women other people that can lift you up is the way to get through those things and I think echoing which said vulnerability being able to say like hey I'm going through this and and not even having to you know for some people there might be some extreme things that are going on but it might be something minor it might be like hey, I'm just like I'm really irritated I'm, I'm anxious today and being able to go and talk to someone about that, I think is huge. Cause sometimes I know personally, I downplay the small stuff when people are, you know, sharing these major things that are going on in their life, I almost downplay the little things. And I I think that there's danger in that too, of being like, well, my needs aren't important because, you know, someone's dealing with this. So I can't, I don't possibly want to burden someone with this, you know, with this small thing. But I think you'd agree that those things are just important to, to be able to, to bring up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I would and I would give life experiences. I would, I would, I would answer it in ways of trying my heart or not trying, practicing and, and and doing and giving the opportunity to truly see the the full picture of my ups and my downs throughout my twenty-nine years of life. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, all of my downs was when I was in the way of God's will being done. I was I had the blinders on. I had the blinders on something in the secular world, something that was earthly, something that was not what God was calling us to truly focus on. Um, And that was when I found myself at my worst, at my bottom, Um, uh, such as just, just the fricking, you know, that I've had two breakdowns. I've had two crazy breakdowns that I could pinpoint. One was actually, uh, funny enough, dude, it was actually, um, a couple of days before I went on a duck hunting trip with one of my best friends. Um, and it was after I uh, broke up with my ex-girlfriend, um, at the time back in 2016. And I literally just had a breakdown and it, the reason being is because how her mother lashed back at me because she felt like I was just throwing her daughter into the wolves back into the wolves and which I took that burden and that wasn't a burden for me to take uh, reasons being is because God is the one that has full control of all that situation. And that was something I was trying my hardest to, to keep in the circle of, of the relationship. And, and at times I struggled that in, in, and, and if she came to me and, and I had to look at her face to face, I'd tell her that, and I'd tell her, I'm sorry. Um, and I would always push and push and try to get God into the circle and try to try to make it happen. But that was breakdown number one. And sure enough, a couple days later, coming back home from a from a duck hunting trip, I find myself and my and one of my best friends. Uh, we find ourselves in a in a freak accident where the rear left axle sheared off the RV and uh, caused us to flip multiple times. Um, now, with that, it was a, it was an earth shaking moment. and And there was time after my, my rock bottom, when I had the breakdown where also I should, I shouldn't be here. It, this was another God story from this accident. I shouldn't be here. Um, cause what took place, how, how catastrophic it was. Uh, my buddy's in a wheelchair now it's, 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 it's insane. And I was driving and, and by the grace of God, I had my seatbelt on. And if I didn't, I would, uh, I'd be dead. Um, and really, um, there was maybe some bumps and bruises, and it, really, when you look at it, it wasn't a scratch. And there's just so much stuff that worked within that that was a God story. There was within 45 seconds, we had a Navy medic that that had uh, uh, gloves on his hands with a full backpack out of nowhere on the five freeway within Kings County, California. And the reason why I'm telling you about this is because when I hit my rock bottom, I still didn't fully surrender to God. I still didn't fully surrender. I, yes, I had so many people pray around. But there was something that needed to take place and, and I don't think God I don't think God put this situation on me. However, he used it. He used it after the fact, because that rear left axle shared. it was a freak accident, caused whatever thing to happen. but um, that, that allowed me to wake up. It, it caused me to wake up and see God and say, oh my gosh, I, I see how much, how important you are, how important you are to be in my life. The second breakdown came just a couple months ago with just how much is going on in this world. I literally just couldn't take it anymore. And I was, again, getting in the way of God. I wasn't allowing God to truly work. And sure enough, with with the with the crazy crew that I got on my corner, they were able to rally up with me and I was able to let myself be vulnerable and let it all pour out. And my mom and my aunt will tell you how much it all poured out. Holy moly. Uh, like it, I was weeping. I was literally weeping in women's arms, my mother and my aunt, women's arms. I, I repeat this, men, women's arms. I was, I was weeping. A grown-ass man was weeping in women's arms because I allowed myself to. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. And then, boom, look where we're at now, brother man. We're here on a podcast, and the lion is out of the cage spiritually. And it's because I've remained in the alignment with God, with the Holy Spirit, and with Jesus, and and brought myself back in that alignment, brought myself back in this group that we're all in now, who are all here rocking, rocking steady for the big man upstairs.
0: I think guys need to hear that that level of vulnerability too. And the, it can look different person to person, but I mean, being able to, being able to do that, I think as, uh, is, is freeing is allows you to be yourself to not, not hold back and and something that I've historically struggled with. It's not like it's a easy thing. You know, I, I wish it was a matter of being like, Oh yeah, I need to be more vulnerable and just go doing it. But I, it starts with, with little steps. And, and that's uh you know, what I took getting into the, getting into the group and, and I think that's where like those those small steps are are needed just to start to move in that direction. Again, not needing to see the whole the whole picture up front.
1: Nope, nope, not needing to see the whole picture up front. And that brings me back to some scripture that's in my mind of Second Corinthians five seven of walking by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith and not by sight. Connor Mead hit me with some uh, with some heart, a great great vision uh, yesterday of. Um, if you think of a maze, the maze of life, we know there, we see the beginning. We know there's a beginning. We know there's an end. Now it's everything in between. Everything in between is, is, is something that we don't truly, truly get to find out. Um, because we got to go through our days, but this brings me back to that, that scripture second Corinthians five through seven, you just got to walk by faith and not by
0: sight. It seems like it should be more complicated, but it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy, man. It, it it's it's everything is just when you look down at it, and that's why um Chad Wright, he was so adamant on on so many ways of of ways he did answer questions, is like, huh, you know, it's it's kind of a simple answer. And and the reason being is because it's all written here up in the Bible. <laughs> but we're the dumbasses here on this earth that make it complicated. Mm-hmm. And that's the free will. That's that's our that's the free will that we have to can to to be dumbasses. <laughs> and it's just the nature of the beast. But the ones that can that can live life like Jesus, the ones that can that can be the Chad Wrights, the ones that could be the Steve Weatherfords, the ones that can be the Connor Meads, the ones that could be um so many more, those are the people that you start realizing like, oh wow, they're they're really uh they're really they got this maze figured out. They got this maze of life figured out. And you quickly and when you allow yourself and this brings you back to the vulnerability side of things, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, when you allow yourself to go up to guys that, you know, they're they're really got that. Uh, they really got that maze thing figured out like, holy cow, I, I went this way and slammed into this wall, but they went this way and I hear them on the other side saying, hey, over here, over here. And you OK, cool. I went the wrong way. Let me let me come back. Let me let me get back in and in, it with you. And when again brings back to alignment. That's when you find yourself walking, walking through the maze of life, taking territory because who took territory in you, Dave, who took territory in you?
0: Exactly. Got upstairs. Yep. And a lot of other people that were uh, a lot of other people that displayed God too. It, sometimes he, uh, you can speak through other people and that's, uh, that's been a big piece of it. Every person that's come through my life and many impactful people,
1: And that's, that's the Holy spirit right there. That's, that's the Holy spirit rocking and rolling, doing what he's doing. And when I say it, I I feel the goosebumps in my body. Um, and that's the electricity that's just radiating through me because that's what the Holy spirit does. Um, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm willing to give out my phone number. Uh, again, I say it 909-268-5294, that's why I'm willing to throw it out there because I know that I can clip in and say, Hey, you know what, man, either I can listen I could just flat out listen and allow somebody to pull out their vulnerability and know that there's no judgment coming back at them. Or I truly call into the Holy Spirit and say, yo, man, come through, fam, come through, fill, fill, fill presence in, in either shut up. I shut up and just say, dude, you know what, man? I listen to you and I'm hearing, I'm hearing, it's just time for, for us to be silent for a second and just see what the Holy Spirit does and allow that, allow the homie, whoever it is on the other side of the phone, borrow that from me or say, yo, Holy Spirit, let's, let's rock. Let's all right. What, what do I need to say? What do I need to do to press into this guy and and watch? And, and again, it goes back to the, the, the vision that we were just talking about of jumping on the other side of the fence Make sure you bring your buckle because you're going to be in a crazy roller coaster and it's going to be a fun one. And there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. But again, I'm telling you, when you allow yourself to be a vulnerable and take the leap, take the leap of faith. And I trust you, that water is going to be deep enough. That man, that roller coaster is going to take you up to heaven. It's going to take you up to eternity when God calls you home
0: you, Trey. Man, I love every bit of that. and I, I appreciate everything you shared and your, uh, your encouragement to me and uh, your your vulnerability and, and those things are, like I said, and for guys listening, it's something I've struggled with. You can tell Trey maybe struggles a little less than what's... No, I mean, no, 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 no.
1: I, I would know. Uh, I'd be the first one to tell you, my friend, there are so many struggles in my life and there will be many struggles moving forward. Um, but again, this brings me back to hitting the nail on the head, bro, is that if this is something that Tevin Schindler says, if you allow yourself to be the hammer and not the nail, and when you are slipping a little bit and the struggles start coming along and maybe, you know, you're, you're not that, that strong hammer. If you keep yourself in alignment with people like you and me, like the Christian Edwards, all the, all the crew, the crew that we got, the tribe that we got, that's when, you know, we just keep, we just keeping in that roller coaster.
0: Yeah. Love it. And you, uh, dude, you still, you, you stole the thunder ahead of time. One of the, and I didn't prep you for any of this. One of the, the couple last questions that ask all our guests before we wrap up is, you know, and you've, you've already been open book on a lot of vulnerabilities. I think some of the kind of macro we'll call macro vulnerabilities over the course of, of your life, but you know, people, people can hear you talk and, and hear the confidence you bring and hear these things and, and, it's easy to look from the outside, a former professional athlete, someone who's doing well and be like, man, he's got it all together. When, like you said, we definitely don't, you'd, you'd be the first to admit that you don't, but maybe uh, less on the macro scale. What about on, on the micro scale to it mm-hmm. Cause I think it'd be encouraging to, to let guys in. Like we say, we talk about vulnerability. You've already hammered that home a ton. What from a micro scale, like a day-to-day thing, do you struggle with? What, you know, what kind of plagues you, what do you have to work through? what's your, you know, thing that you're working through on a, on a small scale day in, day out. Cause those little things they can, they can wear on us just as much as the big things do.
1: Yeah. I, I appreciate that question, brother, man. And and I would say 100% is, is the, the remaining of the, or keeping my discipline. Um, now with that, um, this actually comes from a discussion that I had with Steve one on one a little bit ago. Um, and also, listening to Chad, Wright, Which again, I doubled down on this guys. You freaking go and listen to that podcast. Um, Oh man, you go and do it. Um, because there's so much good stuff in there now with that discipline. Um, the reason why I I mentioned that is because in my day to day, I, I am trying to hone in consistency. I am trying to hone in the ability to wake up at, you know, X amount of time a day, uh, or, or the same time every day and, First, boom, my eyes open and I get on my knees. I, I pour into God, give him my first 10% of my day, give him the first fruits of my day and truly, truly allow him to, to enter in. Load me up with energy, load me up with passion, load me up with love, load me up with honor and trust and just be able to take my day head on and, and kick its ass. Um, and the reason why I say that is because the reality is, brother man, we have so many distractions in this world. It's It's insane. We got a phone that's probably sitting right next to everybody's bed that's sitting on a charger, 100% charged and ready to go. Because I, when I wake up, I got 10 emails that are sitting there. I maybe got one text message. I got a couple Instagram things. I got all this stuff. And in, in the, the way that we're all wired in this world is to instantly go into that. And there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. And a reason for that is because... You know the e- evil is evil is within that. It's trying to distract us away from doing what a lot of people used to do back in back in the, the early 1900s or something something around those lines because there wasn't any distractions. Literally, they woke up and they had to go freaking light a candle for light, and and they had opportunity to to be present, to be patient, to be deliberate, uh, which are the three pillars that Chad spoke about. And which brings me back to the discipline side of things. I've realized that I do have discipline. I, I do have discipline. I do have uh, I do have uh, focus reasons being is because, you know, that's how I was able to become a professional athlete. That's how you were able to become a PT. That's how you were able to do so many great things. And we have all that, but what ends up getting in the way is the three pillars that Chad mentioned is being patient being present and being deliberate. And the fourth little one that is one of the most important ones as well is controlling our rudders. And I'm not stealing Chad's thunder, but the reason why I'm, I'm throwing this out there is because it hit home on me so, so much because I've realized, Oh, if I focus on those three things, then my discipline, then my focus that I know I have deep down inside, that's going to take place. And so Again, to just double down on answering your question, it is on the day to day. It's it is on the small things, and the small things set you up to achieve the big. Um, and the small things, such as waking up at the same time every day, being consistent, pressing into God on the first first seconds of your day, right when your eyes open. You see in my Slack, um, in my Slack daily champion of uh, right when my eyes open, it's getting into God. And and I will tell you right now, this morning. I had a little bit of a struggle in it. I, I still prayed in the morning and I still I still pressed into God. I did my breathing. But when I got on the toilet and I had the phone in my hand, <laughs> unfortunately, Instagram opened up. And it's something that I'm aware of. And it's something that I'm trying to hone in and, and, and conquer and, and be the true conqueror of. However, I know my best days since I've joined the tribe, my best days in these last few, I would say, weeks and, and a couple months has been when i'm consistently open first second pressed into god i'm rocking and rolling i can rock steady and i know a, that day is gonna it's gonna get its ass kicked and it's gonna get its ass
0: kicked hard
1: real hard
0: appreciate that yeah and that's a that's a good reminder for for people to, to know that you don't you're not gonna be perfect there's gonna be days that are our struggles there's gonna be days where you're pulled back into whatever that temptation is but that's to recap, that's surround yourself with, with the right, the right crew, the right people. If you don't have the right crew, you got one that offered up some help right here. Hey Mitchell. <laughs> so uh, surround yourself with the right crew, you know, seeking help being vulnerable, being able to stay disciplined, find what those, you know, we call non-negotiables are that are there yeah. that no matter what, this is what you're doing tomorrow. And those can be constant day to day. There should be some that carry over day to day, the most, the most important things, but doing that the night before or morning of whenever works for you is, is setting aside like, okay, what, no matter what, am I going to get done? And it doesn't have to be a, I want to reiterate, it doesn't have to be some grand thing. Like you said as well, Trey, it's, it's like these little things day in day out. It could be, you know, it could be something as simple as not check social media until noon or something like it doesn't have to be a, a super, you know, 180 degree turn and big step. Just make these little steps, these things that are going against what, you want to do against what the things that have gotten you to where you are and be like, what would my, what would it look like if I, if I wanted to go this way in whatever area of my life and start to just build up the habits to to do that.
1: Yeah. And and I would, and I would actually add two more things, which, which I think is important to get across here. And this is something that um, the, the tribe that we're within um, was Steve and Riley and uh, Scott Anderson and Connor um, and, and uh, everybody else in between um is, my emotions. I, I do, I do allow my emotions to, to get the best of me. Um, and that's, and that is the reason why, um, I have not achieved certain things that I, I feel like I should have achieved already. Um, however, I know now being cognizant and aware of how important it is to what Riley says of setting our, 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 thermostat, uh, being the ones that set our thermostat, not, not waking up and seeing it's a cold day and being like, Oh, you know, it's a cold day and sleep or whatever. Nah, homie. I'm waking up. It might be 20 degrees outside, but my thermostat says a hundred. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go at it. And there's been times, um, in the last, uh, last few, last few weeks. And I think this is, this is evil trying to trying to grasp in and, and hold me back from from doing what I'm doing and, and allowing my breakthroughs to truly come through is there are times where I, I feel at random that I get tired. Um, and I literally need to take a nap. Um, in and i'm 29 years old i'm single i don't have kids i don't have anything of that there is no excuse why i should be tired like what like there's no excuse for it but because i haven't set my thermostat because i haven't truly been the i haven't truly taken dominion over my emotions which i'm i am working on and i am trying to or not trying i am practicing and i am and i'm hammering in on that when i can control those emotions that's when I know without a shadow of a doubt, I am going to achieve great things. Holy moly, I'm going to achieve great things. Um, now, this is a little bit of my ADHD in here, and I forgot what the second one was. But yeah, the, the biggest one is emotion. Um, uh, some of that is is just, it's, it's so important to control that emotion. Um, and if the second one comes back to me in closing, I'll, I'll circle back to it. But uh, that one just completely left the window.
0: <laughs> oh, it's important. For, it's an important first one, at least that the most important one was, was sad and it'll, uh, It'll come back or it won't, but the the emotion, maybe,
1: maybe that, that gives people the chance to call me and I'll (laughs) I'll remember the second one and bring it back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you really want to know the second one hit Trey up and and (laughs) maybe he'll think of it by the time this, uh, this goes live. That's awesome. Well, sweet man. It's been a blast. One more hypothetical question. All the guests, all the guests get it. So hypothetical scenario, you're leaving your favorite coffee shop in town. You bump into younger Trey 10 years back. So 19 year old Trey, and Ooh. he's looking for some life advice, needs some guidance, comes to you just looking for questions. You got a, a full day with, you're meeting up with other people, can't miss it. You only got 60 seconds to talk with him.
1: Ah, you made me, you made me remember the second one. The so, second one was, this will be quick. The second one was kicking the can down the road, kicking the can down the road when you fail. So I've had an issue and and this is actually before I uh, joined the tribe. I've had an issue that when I got off track, I said, all right, crap. And I let the day go by. When you get off of track, pick the pieces up, get back on track. That's something that I've struggled in many, many times. And that's something that I would appreciate anybody that hears that within the tribe or you, everybody is keeping me accountable in that is when we do fail, when we do, you know, for lack of better words, have pieces or the cookie crumbles, not the way we wanted to. It is, um, knowing that it's all good. Give it to God, whatever you need to do, slap your face a couple of times, go jump in a cold water or something like that, but pick the pieces back up and get back on track. I have struggled and failed in that many times in my life that something bad happened in the day. And I just kind of sulk in it and I dwell in it and I get off track. Or my diet, for instance. Uh I, I'm doing good now, but before there's been times when I get into my diet because I'm not an athlete anymore. I actually do have to watch my body because my abs can disappear. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's like, what the hell? But um it's like, oh crap, I, I screwed up on Wednesday. Uh, okay. And then I allow it to go, okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm gonna sulk and then Monday start it back up again. Nah. Uh-uh. Start it. Get back on track right away. That's something that I definitely have struggled with, and something that I challenge men to stay uh, cognizant of. And I apologize because that came right back through the window, and I thought that was so important to hit on.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you hit on it. And start, yeah, start now. I think that's a, a huge thing. It's easy to look and be like, oh well, even look, 2020 is almost over, so I might as well just you know get a fresh start at the new year. It's like any any day, any minute, any second, you have the opportunity to make a decision to to make that change. Yep. So I appreciate you sharing that. But it's still still passed to you for the last hypothetical scenario. So 60 seconds for advice, life advice, guidance to younger Trey, 19-year-old Trey. What are you saying to him?
1: (sighs) Two words. Holy Bible. That's it. That is it.
0: Would Trey get the message loud and clear?
1: that tray tray would get the message loud and clear and and if i saw that tray going away from it and not diving into it god help him i'd rip his ass right back i'd say the holy bible and and i would double i would i would add into it holy spirit too for sure for sure for freaking sure literally just acknowledging it for what it is and the power that it's got and allowing it to come inside of you and take territory. Because when it does, I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, we will be taking territory on this earth.
0: Love it, brother. Do appreciate every second of this. Appreciate you coming on. You already gave your number out. If you And with permission, I'll put that in the, the show notes. Any yeah. place, any other Absolutely. place people can Absolutely. reach out to you? Any Instagram, Facebook, are you have yeah. anywhere Instagram, else? Yeah, Instagram,
1: Trey, Trey S4G on Instagram. Um, that is, uh, yeah, Trey S4G. And then Twitter. I'm not very active on there Um, in Facebook. I'm not either Facebook kind of got a little uncontrollable, but Instagram, by all means, reach out to me, DM uh, my cell phone, 909-268-5294. Give me a call, shoot me a text. I'm always down to chit chat. Um, I I do have a focus of my business where I do have to be very honed in on that. Um, However, I will do my best without a shadow of a doubt to answer the calls, uh, reply in any text messages that I can. And, and ultimately be vulnerable for other people and allow people to be vulnerable with me um, and know that it's a safe place because I'm here. I'm in alignment with God. I'm in alignment with Holy spirit. I'm in alignment with Jesus and I'm in alignment with amazing men like you.
0: Appreciate that. Trey. And you've, help, you've drop helped drop that me, mic, homie, drop it. And you've helped me a lot with this already. <laughs> so like, I, I encourage people to whether it's whether it's Trey, whether it's someone else in your life, you can find, yeah. and take take advantage of it because it's, it's powerful to be able to, you know, have that where other guys are pouring into you. Like you said, being able to borrow faith, being able to borrow, you know, just a, a listening ear, a, some wisdom, some things that, that people can can pour into you with.
1: Amen. Amen, brother, man. Well, dude, I appreciate this. And um, yeah, with without, uh, without further ado, uh, how about you, man, you, you close us out in prayer.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Father God, we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for Trey. We thank you for him sharing his wisdom, his passions, his experiences for anyone listening, and uh, Lord, we just we pray for anyone listening, uh, Lord, wherever they're at, wherever they're at today, that they uh, take take one step in wherever wherever they feel pulled to, Lord, whether that's uh, seeking out a friend, seeking out uh, giving encouragement, needing to receive encouragement, Lord, we just pray that you uh, be there for them and that you help them to have the courage to uh, take that next step. And Lord, just move, move one step closer to you, Lord. If they are anything like I was 10 years ago, even six years ago, Lord, and uh, not, not, not knowing you, not knowing what that relationship even looks like, uh, Lord give them the comfort that they don't have to see the entire picture, but I Lord, that you are there for them, that you are waiting, that you are wanting relationship with them. And uh, Lord, once that happens, Lord, we will all rejoice and we will uh, just uh, all heaven praises, Lord. And we just thank you for uh, this platform to be able to share. We thank you for uh, mighty men like Trey and the rest of the people out there that are uh, just working for your kingdom, Lord. And uh, we want we want everyone to be a part of it. So, uh, Lord, we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for. Uh, this podcast, we thank you for every person listening. This might be the longest podcast mm. we recorded. So for anyone still listening, we thank you. <laughs> we praise you. And Jesus, we lift this up in your name. Amen. Amen, brother. Trey, How long was it? I'm sorry. Time. Dude, don't be sorry. I, uh, I don't have time limits on this. I just we let it roll. Let it flow. All right. I didn't, I didn't say that in a bad way. I don't want you to think that's in a bad way. So for people, (laughs) I'm just, I'm just giving credit to people still listening. We're, uh, I don't know what time we're running on right now, but for the people still listening, we love you. And we thanks for for listening in anything you want to end with here, Trey.
1: We love everybody, man. We love you guys. There's nothing but love. And and I apologize. This is my first podcast. So bear with us, baby.
0: (laughs) I love it. Hey, people, people take what they need to get from it. So appreciate you sharing it, Trey, man. It's been a blast. And, uh, thanks for sharing it with the listeners. Yeah. Much love dude. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the men made for more podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening. Thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made For More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching men made for more on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself growing and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.